AI was used to create this podcast. Hello friends, how's it going? My name is Jackson, and welcome back to Marketing for Small Businesses. Hey Frank, how's your week going? Good day Jackson, it's a new week at the office, full of stuff and new clients, and a new week here at the studio. Actually yesterday I was talking with Dave, who is not only my teammate, but he's also the number one fan of our podcast. He's the first to listen out as soon as we upload this episode to the platforms, and he gives me his opinion. Yesterday we were talking about the last chapter in which we discussed particular facts to improve your place, but as well we start talking about the traditional business plan that business owners used to implement, but how it is no longer a valid tool in the current uncertain times, and how we can adapt the traditional conversion funnel to achieve more real and action-oriented metrics. It sounds interesting to me. In the past, the conventional business plan was a key tool for any entrepreneur, but many are still fascinated with planning, attempting to capture any bit of reality, deciphering every single variable, and removing uncertainty while forming their business, which unfortunately is not achievable. Previously, any entrepreneur's trick was his business plan, in which he attempted to model what he would do in the following years, how the market would act, and even how much he would make. It served as his compass and his primary sales tool for investors. Nevertheless, two reasons are currently significantly altering the way small enterprises and startups are formed. Okay, so on the first point, we have that now the uncertainty has reached extraordinary levels, and no one accepts the inherent usefulness of the business plan any longer, aside from the crucial exercise in thought that it includes and that we should not dismiss. So, on the second point, we have investors have matured, and as a result of the preceding point, they no longer value the business plan and are instead chosen for approaches that allow them to quantify the risks they experience while investing. Frank, on the other hand, and as a result of all that has gone before, planning and its major tool, the business plan, have lost what little credibility they had left due to a fall or present tragedy. The new paradigm in what pertains to small enterprises and startups is execution, which must be treated in a fluid and adaptive manner, and the well-known commercial funnel is one of its key exponents. That's correct. Funnels are not a new tool, but they have been increasingly used in digital marketing for over a decade. It's a tool that allows us to model the different stage or phases of the relationship with our business that a client goes through. It forces us to define which steps a customer goes through from the moment they contact our company until they buy. Jackson, this is why the funnel has become an extremely important tool, because it focuses on the most important of any company. I would say it's customers and their purchasing behavior, and that's it, but it forces us to go on three important steps. So first, define the stage that a customer goes through from the moment they contact our company until they buy. Second, understand which of these states are relevant and which are not. Not everything can be measured. And third, establish the conversion rates for each state. That is the number of customers that go from one state to the next. Exactly. And we must determine which of these processes are important, as well as the conversion rates for each state. The conversion rates are the number of consumers who move from one state to the next, and they are an important variable on which to base financial estimates. 
If we analyze the situation in detail, perhaps the most critical process for a company is to transform opportunities into sales. Unlike the business plan, we will be modeling something that will not change substantially or at least will do so. Depending on what the business changes, and if we have made a famous spreadsheet with a revenue forecast, in all probability, the conversion rates of each state will be the key variables on which to build the financial projections. Frank, let's take an example. Suppose we have a coffee shop. The first value we want to measure is the number of people who pass by and the next stage to consider is those who enter our establishment. We will have established a conversion rate like of every 100 users who pass in front of the coffee shop, 5 will enter the establishment. Right, and this 5% conversion rate will be the key to building the financial plan. If we expect to get an average of $10 per customer and per visit, assuming that everyone who enters the coffee shop will buy, that's false, because more stages are missing in the funnel. So for each 100 people who go to the window, we will be able to earn an average of $50. That is because we have 100 customers multiplied 5% expected conversion rate multiplied $5 average consumption. In the first stage, the problem with Finals is that we are reproducing the pattern of the business plan, relying on our intuition, imagination, or studies that offer us more or less usable data. That's why it's essential to start validation tests of the conversion rates of the funnels as soon as possible, so we can verify if the percentage that we had predicted resembles reality or not. With this confirmation and the actual proportion, we must revise the financial strategy, which can result in less optimistic than ideal economic projections, but ones that are more practical. So let's return to the coffee shop scenario. After a few days of traveling, it's simple for us to realize that the actual percentage conversion is 1% rather than 5% while the place is open. According to this scenario, we would make $10 for every 100 customers who enter the store. Um, that is because we had 100 customers multiplied 1% real conversion rate multiplied $10 average consumption. So in that way, okay, just give me one moment. Let me do the operation really quick. Okay, so that is $5 less than we had projected in our funnel approach and we have significant and detrimental facts on the viability of the company. After the example, it is easy to understand two interesting factors. One, it is absolutely essential to test the validity of our value proposition and therefore of our funnels in the market as soon as possible with a sufficiently large sample size. And two, almost no one pays attention to the funnels since the numbers they initially throw are catastrophic the strategy of the ostrich that hides its head. Okay Jackson, so according to what you're saying, I think that we have a logical conclusion. Funnels are absolutely key when it comes to managing any business, not just traditional B2B ones, well it means business to business, but they are not static. In other words, it is normal that at the beginning the percentage of conversion between phases is not very good, but they should improve as the company evolves. So right now I think that the question we have is in which direction should it be extended and how? So now this acts as the basis of any product plan, which must be focused on and prioritized in order to enhance conversion rates across phases. Um, nevertheless, this is not always the case. 
and the functionalities executed while producing a product or service are influenced by additional variables such as our intuition that the client will like it or our view that is required. Frank, now, after all of this explanation, I think our friends have a principal question to which we should give an answer before we finish this chapter. I think our friends have a principal question to which we should give an answer before we finish this chapter. How should we work on funnels? I believe the basis of any business, and the authentic fly we love it, is the use of funnels to model customer behavior. In my opinion, the facies that we should follow are, first, I would call it, stadiums. You must establish a forecast of which stadiums we are interested in measuring from the client, which we will talk about in another episode, but that forecast must be relevant and actionable. Example, people who pass in front of the coffee shops greater than people who enter greater than people who are recurring customers greater than people who consume greater than people who recommend our place to their friends. Jackson, what a great example. Okay, on the second point I have forecast rates. We will align the expected conversion rates between each of the customer faces that we are interested in tracking and analyze them as a foundation for developing financial forecast. Okay, so let me put this an example. We have five people who after passing in front of the coffee shop decide to enter. So I can anticipate that it will be the 5%. Third, building a minimum viable product MVP. We will talk about this in the future, but as a summary, it represents the minimum functionalities of the product or service that we are building and that allow us to obtain customer feedback. Example, we consider opening the coffee shop with only serving breakfast very small faces, with only part of the premises conditioned, and without having invested too much in image. Alright, on the next phase, which is the, the four, I think, yes, is the four. I think it's quite important, you'll see why, and then I have called it the early arrival to the market. Here the objective is to validate. In one hand, we have the product or service that we are going to offer gets the interest of the client and he perceives its value. And then in the other hand, we have the percentage of conversion in the funnel is as expected. So on example, we open the coffee shop. Okay, and then we open it with the previous parameters and we begin to measure if it, the client really values the service, the menu we offer, well, different points. Fifth, determination of the initial conversion rates. It is vital to gather data for a reasonable period of time in order to ensure statistical validity and to attempt to eliminate any distorting influence seasonality, unique events, etc. Example, after one or two weeks of operating the coffee shop, we are able to establish what the real initial conversion rates of the business are, in this case 1%. The last phase is the prioritization of functionalities intended to improve conversion percentage. Once the expected to real mismatch has been established, it is crucial to determine what part of the difference can be addressed by enhancing the product and what portion cannot. If the difference between the two percents is excessive, it indicates that it is time to pause execution and consider a turn into the business model. If it is not exorbitant, we should start prioritizing roadmap additions that enhance conversion rates. So using a priority method where 20% of the features picked improve 80% of the conversion rate. Now the example. 
<laughs> I know the theory could be just kind of quite difficult to understand, but that's the reason that on each phase we have example. Okay, so we have our coffee shop. We should analyze where we might increase the conversion rate by five, from 1% to 5% by improving the aesthetics, menu, and other functionalities. If that were the case, go ahead. Instead, we should take a step back and review the financial strategy in light of the current reality, alternative viable methods of execution, and so on, but based on what we learn. It's also important to keep in mind that the funnel isn't just a tool for measuring conversions. It can also help us identify areas where we need to improve and optimize our processes to increase our conversion rates. This approach allows us to start testing our funnels early in the market, which will allow us to react sooner, invest less money, make an effort in aspects that don't help convert customers directly or indirectly, and readjust our forecasts, expectations, and associated roadmap. As I think is obvious from the example, this way of operating is just as useful for a coffee shop as it is for a fancy e-commerce store or an online magazine which is great news for our friends who are entrepreneurs. One of the great things about a funnel is that it allows us to see the big picture of the customer journey, from the first point of contact to the final sale. By understanding this journey, we can create targeted strategies to move customers through the funnel more efficiently and effectively. So this is the point where the flexibility and adaptability of the funnel come into play. As we mentioned earlier, the business landscape is constantly changing and our customers' behaviors and preferences are always evolving. So Jackson, that's the reason we're doing this episode. So use the funnel to monitor and adjust strategies and then you can stay ahead of the curve and react quickly to any changes. In a different scenario, you can give to an investor a funnel that has lucrative, improving, and brief up conversion rates, as well as a plan for how to continue to increase your funnel conversion rates and attract additional consumers. I think after all of this, our changes of acquiring it are better. The message that we transmit to the investor is, this business is already financially interesting and we need money to improve the number of opportunities which become customers. It will mean we add more opportunities to the top part of the funnel. At some point, earnings can be predicted. Absolutely. So it's important to reiterate that the funnel is not a replacement for the business plan. It's a complementary tool that can help us measure and optimize our efforts to achieve our financial goals. Well said. Okay. Jackson, I think that's a great moment to wrap up our discussion on the importance of the funnel in marketing for a small business. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you found this episode informative and useful. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on our website or social media channels. We are on Reddit, Quora, LinkedIn, as well in Facebook, where you may join a group. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time on Marketing for a Small Business Podcast. Thank you for taking part in this. I wish you a fantastic day.